Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay? I am. <laughs> All right. Well, what's going on, everybody? Um, this is episode 101 of In Liberty and Health. It's, uh, <laughs> it's crazy to me that um, I've recorded 100 episodes now in about the course of seven months and I'm grateful for every single guest that came on and I'm grateful that I've gotten to do this and spread this message with as many people as possible. Um, well into the few thousand downloads, um, almost 10,000 views on YouTube. It's crazy. It's, it's really, really cool that people are actually willing to hear me out and have me on their show and listen to my show and all that. Um, I didn't expect as much growth as this. I thought it was going to be like one person watching every single show and it wasn't going to go anywhere. But um, people in this movement are really, really cool. And it's really, really awesome that, um, you know, we just have that many great people in this movement that are willing to support um, people getting out there and trying to spread their message. So um, I didn't really have much of a plan for today. Um, I tried to do three podcasts a week and I wasn't going to do one today, but I decided I'd just hop on, kind of shoot the shit with everyone. Um, I am recording this on May 30th, and I will air this later today after I'm done editing. Um, probably by the time this airs, I'll be out kayaking with my fiance. Um, it's a beautiful day here in Pennsylvania. It is currently, it says 57 degrees, but I feel like that's bullshit. It's probably a lot warmer. The sun is out, and uh, I think as everybody knows, when they see me posting pictures, I'm, I'm pretty happy when the sun is out and the uh, weather is nice. Um, so I kind of wanted to tackle resistance training and mental health today. So um, just to give a little bit of a dive on who I am and where I've come from when it comes to resistance training, um, if, I, if you haven't heard it on different podcasts or when I was on other people's shows, um, I started resistance training when I was in about seventh grade and I had real long hair. I was a heavy metal kid ever since, you know, I was in like elementary school, right? I remember getting uh, like Pantera and System of a Down and all these other not like heavy metal bands, but metal bands, Slipknot, 
that was the other one. I can't believe I forgot that. But uh, I remember getting these CDs from my dad when I was um, in like elementary school, and I just loved them. And I was hooked, and obviously that's led to all this stuff over here, and uh, you know, kind of the course of my life from there. So um, I really wasn't that good looking though. And when I was a kid, I always wanted to be fat because I saw sumo wrestlers. And I thought that'd be a good idea. Well, little did I know that that's not a good idea. <laughs> you don't want to be fat. So um, yeah, I started hitting the weights. My, I think it was my mom got me like a weight bench and everything. And I had it in my bedroom and I would just sit there and bench press and curl all day, every day. So I gave it up um, after like a couple months doing that. And I got back into it in about ninth grade when I was about 230 pounds, I was a pretty husky dude. So right now I'm about 180 pounds and I'm pretty lean, not like, you know, veins in my abs, but leaner than the average person. I think I've I have a decent physique, but I'm not like the most shredded dude ever. Um, so um, I lost from in ninth grade, I started running on the treadmill and just doing a bro split. And I would go to the gym and drink two pre-workouts and just go crazy. And I lost about 40 pounds. And then from about ninth grade up until uh probably about three years ago, I yo-yo dieted, right? I would keep gaining and losing like literally the same, almost 50 pounds. I would get all the way down to like 200, go back up to 250. I'd lose 25 pounds, go back up and just kind of keep bouncing all around. And um, as I got older and older from uh, when I was about, I want to say 17 up until about 23, I started having um, suicidal thoughts, digestive issues, aches and pains, just from being a mechanic, obviously. Um, that job just beats the living hell out of you. You can see my hands look pretty rough, but of course I was just deadlifting earlier. Um, so <laughs> the calluses are a little bit tore up. But um, I decided um, to do the carnivore diet, which I've covered this in, I think it was episode 58 on weight loss tips. Um, I don't recommend that any longer to, for anyone to do. If you have extreme food sensitivities, then obviously at the advice of your doctor, if they recommend you to do that, then give it a shot. Um, if you want to try the carnivore diet, I don't recommend it just because I don't think it's sustainable. And I think you're missing out on a lot of good foods. Then, you know, whatever you want to do, it worked for me for a period of time until I realized that it didn't work and that I was missing out on a lot and that it didn't have to be that way. But uh, yeah, so I did the carnivore diet and then I started dialing in my training a little bit more. And what I noticed when I lost weight and also um, really dialed in my training, I began to feel mentally and physically a lot better. I don't have aches and pains anywhere near as much as I used to. Um, only when I really beat the hell out of myself do I get sore, but that's usually self-induced. It's not just because, you know, day-to-day -day bullshit. Um, it's just because when you train really heavy, you get a little sore, so you kind of have to deal with that. That's part of the ad ad adaptation <laughs> to our resistance training. So, um, Basically, I just want to cover two studies about how resistance training actually improves your um, mental health. So let's go, go ahead and do a screen share here, and we will um, kind of just cover this and, um, you know, just kind of see what everyone um, thinks about this, and you guys can let me know um, on Twitter or wherever else. So um, the anxiolytic effects of resistance exercises published in 2014, um, ncbi.nlm, NIH. Gov. Um, obviously, as I always do, I'll put this in the show notes below. Um, I just typed into Google some resistance training studies and they kind of lay out the um, effects of resistance training on mental health. So anxiolytic means anti-anxiety, essentially, right? Having a calming effect. 
so the abstract, we'll just roll right into it. Numerous studies have revealed the beneficial effects of regular exercise across a variety of mental health measures. Although a great deal of attention has been paid to the role of aerobic exercise, less is known about the result, the role of resistance exercise, strength training, and mental health outcomes. Resistance exercise includes a broad group of procedures that evoke repeated muscle action against resistance above those encountered in daily life. A growing body of literature has identified anxiolytic effects of resistance training in human populations after both single bout ses sessions and long-term training. This research has shown that resistance training at a low to moderate intensity of 70% of one rep max produces the most reliable and robust decrease in anxiety. Importantly, anxiolytic effects have been observed across a diverse range of populations and dependent measures. These findings provide support for the use of resistance exercise in the clinical management of anxiety. So um, I was listening to uh, the Real Bodybuilding podcast, and uh, it was kind of funny. They were mentioning that um, when they get under the squat bar, that it seems like a lot of their troubles go away. And I, I kind of feel that when I do some heavy deadlifts and I'm focused in on it, um, my mind's pretty clear and I'm just focused on the moment. And that kind of goes to a bigger concept when it comes to life in general, at least I think, that uh, you should always stop and enjoy the, uh, you know, smaller roses essentially, right? You should stop and just enjoy the moment that you're living in. Um, numerous studies have revealed a relationship between regular exercise and improvements in mental health, including increased cognition, mood, and general quality of life. Although much of this research has been examined, has examined the effects of aerobic exercise on mental health outcomes, resistance exercise also, um, also produces many physiological and psychological benefits. In the only review of resistance exercise and mental health, increase in cognition, increase in self-esteem, and decreases in depression were noted across several randomized clinical trials. Um, in addition to these effects, a growing body of evidence indicates that resistance exercise produces anxiolytic effects across a range of dependent measures, experimental procedures, and participant populations. Um, so this, they're going to start breaking down basically what they did to determine this here in the study. So resistance exercises include a variety of procedures that evoke repeated muscle action against above those, or um, Jesus, can't even read. Um, resistance exercises include a variety of procedures that evoke repeated muscle action against resistances above those encountered in daily activities. Resistance training usually requires the use of equipment, including elastic bands, free weights, or resistance machines, and it is performed in a series of sets that include a specific number of repetitions. A set of resistance exercises may involve combinations of concentric, shortening, or eccentric lengthening muscle movement with a single or multiple joint action. Resistance exercise intensity is usually measured as repetition maximums with one rep max representing the maximal amount an individual can lift in a single repetition of a given exercise. Resistance training is more common in men than women with 27% of males and 19% of females reporting regular resistance exercise. Um, I actually didn't know that it was only 27% of men and 19% of women. That's, uh, that's very unfortunate. You know what they, uh, you see that meme, they say those are rookie numbers, you got to pump that up. Well, hopefully through this podcast and other social media, um, everyone is able to encourage more people to get out there and just lift some heavy stuff. You don't have to do push-pull legs six days a week and do cardio on a seventh day. Just three days a week and pushing yourself a little bit is really all that you need to see a little bit of a realized gain and um, 
just increase your overall health. You don't have to go crazy. Just do something that you can do. That's what I push consistently on podcasts, on this show, on other people's shows. Just make yourself a little bit better than you are today. Um, sustainable changes that can last the rest of your life. Because if you don't see yourself doing it for the rest of your life, then how are you going to continue to do it? Um, it, it just has to be sustainable and easy for you. Um, role of resistance, exercise, and anxiety. As a construct, anxiety has been defined in a variety of ways. In the context of resistance exercise research, a distinction is made between anxiety as a state and anxiety as a trait. State, state anxiety is an acute emotional condition characterized by physiological arousal and accompanying feelings of tension and apprehension. In contrast, trait anxiety is the predisposition to respond in this state conditional manner. The state trait anxiety inventory is a 20 item measure of state and trait anxiety with demonstrated reliability and validity. Other popular measures of anxiety include the profile of mood states, hospital anxiety and depression scale, and symptom checklist um, 90R, all of which measure state rather than trait anxiety. Um, as usual, I'm not going to read through this whole study, but I'm going to read a little bit more and then we'll move on to the next uh, article that I have pulled up. Anxiolytic effects of single bout resistance exercise. The influence of a single session of resistance exercise on anxiety has been examined using both between subjects and within subjects designs with most samples drawn from college populations in convenience groups. Um, and their example is new enrollees in a weightlifting course. Multiple studies have demonstrated the anxiolytic effects of single bouts of resistance exercise in human populations, and many of these studies have revealed a critical role for exercise intensity, specifically resistance exercise training that includes high intensities, 70% of one rep max, is less likely to produce decreases in state anxiety than training with moderate or low intensities. Um, although significant decreases were not observed in many of the first studies to examine the effects of resistance on state anxiety. Um, all of those studies included resistance intensities at or above 70% one rep max. So basically what they're saying there is that when you lift really heavy, 70% of your one rep max, um, it's not as likely to decrease the total anxiety you're felt. But when you start going below that, it's basically wouldn't be as heavy. It would be a little bit more um, lower intensity. So like you would be let's say if your one rep max is 50 pounds on a curl, um, maybe 20 pounds, because that's less than half, that's, um, you'd be able to do that for a little bit longer. So um, what I may hypothesize just from reading this on a quick offshoot, you know, shoot from the hip, um, hypothesis would be that the longer people are resistance training, um, the better they feel. So you're not focused on lifting this insane heavy weight, um, doing a little bit more moderate, intensity is perhaps a little bit better for mental health and anxiety. Um, when exercise intensity has been reduced to 40 to 55% one rep max, acute decreases in state anxiety have been consistently reported and anxiolytic effects have been demonstrated at intensities as low as 10% of one rep max. Um, the only reason why I'm a little bit hesitant to recommend 10% of your one rep max is because it's not really effective for actually triggering a growth in the muscle. Um, you need to be at about 10 to 20 sets per week, and you want to be in anywhere from like the, I think it's like 8 to 30 rep range, which I know is pretty wide, but um, once you kind of get above that, it's just kind of junk volume. So like if you're doing 25 sets a week, 
and 50 reps of each, it's not really significant stimulus to grow the muscle just because the weight's so light. So you need to have a little bit of intensity, but you probably don't want to overdo it unless you have a specific goal of strength. So I have a table here and they just kind of talk about the different studies and um, just kind of what the intensity was versus the overall outcome of um, anxiety, whether it increased or decreased. Um, studies in which exercise intensities are directly compared to all, or geez, studies in which exercise intensities are directly compared also indicate a critical role for low to moderate resistance intensities. For instance, a single bout of resistance exercise at 45% of one rep max produce, produce decreases in state anxiety lasting until 120 minutes post-exercise, but the same effects were not observed at 30% of one rep max or 60% of one rep max. Similarly, exercise procedures performed at 50% of one rep max, but not 80% were shown to produce decreases in state anxiety, and this effect was not dependent on previous history of resistance training. The duration of rest intervals between sets may also play an important role in anxiolytic effects of resistance exercise, given that per exercise performed at low intensities with long rest between sets produced a robust decreases in state anxiety relative to high intensities with short rests. Um, and they just said 80 to 85% one rep max with a 30 second rest. In one study, anxiogenic effects were observed with resistance exercises in excess of 85% of one rep max, but anxiolytic effects were observed in intensities of 50% of one rep max. Um, it should be noted that a recent study conducted middle-aged patients 30 to 55 years with chronic primary insomnia failed to report a reduction in anxiety after a single bout of resistance exercise at 50% of one rep max. It is unclear if the effects reported in that study were a consequence of the patient's insomnia or their older age, given that few studies have examined acute bouts of resistance exercise in clinical populations or participants over 25 years of age. Regardless of most findings, support the importance of low to moderate intensities when trying to maximize the anxiolytic effects of single bouts of resistance exercise. Um, one reason why I advocate for resistance exercise as well is because that actually will help regulate your circadian rhythm. So um, your body has will get into a rhythm when you eat in the morning or however you decide to eat, and then also whenever you train. So when you train, you're obviously putting exercise or you're putting energy out. So that's going to help kind of get you a little bit more tired later on in the day. So I personally train at night. I actually enjoy training in the morning more, which is my schedule doesn't allow me to train in the morning. Um, I'd have to get up earlier and you know, figure more stuff out if I'd want to train in the morning. And that's just not something I want to do. So it's more convenient for me to finish work and then go resistance train afterwards. So um, here they talk about gender a little bit, but um, we're not going to cover that last paragraph. Um, in order to be effective in a clinical population, the acute anxiolytic effects of resistance exercise should persist during long-term resistance training. Many studies have examined the role of long-term resistance training and anxiety outcomes, and several of these studies have been conducted in clinical populations. To date, long-term resistance training has been examined primarily with parallel groups, um, designs that use simple randomization and traditional control groups. Um, additionally, several studies have included social interaction as a component of control conditions, um, attendance at fitness centers or social groups without the prescribers training in order to help control for the influence of these potentially confounding factors. Um, we'll just keep kind of scrolling past this just because I don't want to belabor this study too much. 
So um, they talk about future directions here. These, the studies reviewed reveal putative role for resistance exercise and anxiety related outcomes. However, more studies are needed in examining these effects in clinical populations. With 22% of the population over 13 suffering from anxiety disorders in a given year, treating anxiety symptoms poses a great challenge for the mental health community. Unfortunately, a paucity of research has examined the anxiolytic effects of single bouts of resistance training exercise in groups other than young, healthy adults, namely convenience samples drawn from college populations. Furthermore, studies of long-term resistance training have largely been conducted in healthy populations with only one study examining the effects of resistance training and the treatment of primary anxiety disorders. Additional information regarding clinical populations would help guide the design and implementation of resistance exercise-based interventions. Um, under both single bout and long-term training conditions, resistance exercise produces anxiolytic effects in a variety of populations. Future research will be necessary to translate these effects to a broader clinical environment. However, enough data exists to begin making recommendations for the design and implementation of resistance exercise-based treatments for anxiety disorders. Um, so yeah, I agree with kind of what they're suggesting here in the study that as people resistance train, um, it does help lower anxiety. Um, I know that I feel phenomenal when I do like a high intensity interval training session where, you know, let's say I do some pull-ups, push-ups, throw the ball, maybe some rowing or even running. I've spoken about a lot on this podcast and other podcasts as well. Back when I used to do a lot of uh, running, I would feel phenomenal. There's a thing called runner's high and obviously, obviously it's going to be very subjective. It's going to be very... Um, dependent upon the individual, but I know when I would go running on trails and stuff like that, there is a certain just euphoria when you're out in the woods and you're just kind of trailing along. It's just you and your own mind and the music you're listening to. It's, I can't describe it for you unless you've experienced it. And it's really, really cool to kind of have that experience when you're far out in the woods, just running along and uh, you just feel calm. It's really, really cool. So uh, we're going to hop into this next study here, and we'll read from here, and then I'll give some wrapping thoughts, and we'll uh, just kind of rock and roll. Uh, keep going here. Sorry. Resistance training improves mental health. Um, so we'll read the introduction and just kind of read a couple paragraphs, and like I said, we'll close out. Um, Strength training is increasingly promoted for its many health-related benefits, including a lower risk to all causes of mortality, fewer cardiovascular events, improved body composition, better glucose metabolism and insulin sensitivity, and lower blood pressure in persons with pre-hypertension and hypertension. Garber and colleagues continue that resistance training is suitable intervention for the prevention and or management of osteoporosis. Um, osteoporosis osteoarthritis and metabolic syndrome. Um, just to kind of expound on that a little bit more, um, osteoporosis is the form of bone loss. And obviously we know that when given the sufficient stimulus that your bones will actually get thicker through resistance exercise. So um, resistance exercising as you get older is incredibly important to maintain more lean mass because it's correlated with longevity very, very strongly. Surprisingly, much less research has focused on the mental health benefits of resistance training in women and men. Recently, O'Connor, Herring, and Carvalho completed an extensive literature review on this topic. Highlights from their findings are summarized in this research column. 
Um, does resistance training have any effect on anxiety? According to O'Connor and colleagues in 2010, 15% of the U.S. population reports frequent anxiety symptoms lasting 15 to 30 days a month. Some people experience anxiety every day. Absolute insanity. Anxiety is generally manifested with feelings of nervousness, fear, apprehension, and worry. It is normal for all people to experience levels of anxiety with interviews, tests, new challenges, or performances. However, with prolonged and heightened symptoms, anxiety is associated with poor sleep, mental stress, bodily pain, poor health, and limitations to physical activity. Um, O'Connor, Herring, and Carvalho summarized that the seven resistance training studies that met their cri criterion for quality research reviewed on this topic demonstrate that resistance training is, or is a meaningful intervention for people suffering from anxiety. Interestingly, two of the seven studies compared the effects of high-intensity high resistance training, exercise performed 80% of one rep max versus moderate intensity on 50 to 60% of one rep max, found that anxiety is better reduced with moderate intensity resistance training. And this kind of compounds on what we were talking about in the last study, that uh, the less intensity exercise, it seems to have a better um, correlate to overall better um, mental health. So uh, does resistance training improve brain cognition? Cognition refers to the brain's processing ability to obtain knowledge through thought, experience, and the senses. Cognition research attempts to determine how we transform events and experiences in distorted memory, which can be recovered and used to, compete, or to complete mental and physical tasks. Highly associated cognition is the term executive functioning. Executive function is the command and control conductor of cognitive skills. This brain control center is what manages all the tasks in a person's life, such as the writing an article, doing a research project, or preparing for a class and organizing a trip. A great amount of research on exercise and cognitive function has been completed with older adults as it is felt this population may potentially have consequential benefits to gain from the training. O'Connor, Herring, and Carvalho note that seven randomized controlled studies show that resistance training has been shown to improve several aspects of cognition in healthy older adults. Uniquely, one of the most profound effects of resistance training is the marked improvement in memory and memory-related tasks. Additionally, it appears that improved executive functioning is one of the major benefits from resistance training, um, as well as cardiovascular exercise. Uh, so I don't want to expound on this too much, uh, read this paragraph because this definitely dovetails nicely into mental health as well. Does resistance training have any effect on depression? In life, most people feel sad or depressed at times due to life's challenges and as reactions to losses in life. However, intense sadness may lead to feelings of hopelessness and helplessness resulting in mood disturbances, fatigue, lack of motivation, insomnia, or excessive sleep called hypersomnia, restlessness, agitation, and body weight fluctuations. <laughs> of course, my pimple's trying to get up here and will be recording a show um, for those that can't see. Come on, babe. Um, so uh, several studies show a significantly positive effect from resistance exercise, while others have shown little changes in depression. Perhaps further investigation is needed to determine if there is an optimal dose of re resistance training for persons suffering from symptoms of depression. Four studies have investigated the effect of resistance training with clinically diagnosed depressed um, adults. The results are unanimous, large reductions in depression from resistance training participation. So uh, this is just kind of expounding upon the point that we've covered mostly in this podcast, that uh, resistance training does help with um, depression and anxiety and different um, related effects. 
Um, here, resistance training have any effect on sleep? Um, O'Connor, Herring, and Carvalho observed that we spend 30% of our lives sleeping and that insufficient sleep is very problematic to our physical and mental health. Consistent sleep deprivation, six hours a night or uh, less, is associated with cognitive impairment, mental illness, hypertension, obesity, cardiovascular disease, stroke, daytime sleepiness, motor vehicle accidents, diminished quality of life. Um, O'Connor and colleague continue that the research indicates that physically active people usually have healthy sleep patterns and a lower risk of sleep apnea. Furthermore, the research shows that depressed persons with sleep disorders show a 30% improvement of sleep from regular resistance training intervention. These results appear to become more effective after eight to 10 weeks of consistent resistance training. This kind of goes to another point that I was making a little bit earlier that when you train, you're increasing the energy out and your body actually needs a little bit more effort to recover. So sleep becomes more important as you resist to train more and more because you need to oxygenate the muscles a little bit more to help them recover and grow to the uh, given stimulus of resistance training. So we'll just read final thoughts and uh, the mental health benefits from resistance training. Um, their final thoughts, the evidence is quite impressive how resistance training can improve several major mental health issues. In addition, to the er, in addition, the research is convincing that resistance training can appreciably improve cognitive function. An exercise professional bottom line message to clients is clear. For a mental lift, you should weight lift. I really like that last line. Um, so they have the references and everything here, but the mental health benefits from resistance training, they list it out, improve memory, improve executive control, may lessen depression, much less chronic fatigue, improve quality of sleep, improve cognition, less anxiety, and improve self-esteem. Um, I will stop our screen share and give final thoughts. My pit bull makes it a little bit difficult. My other dog is also right here, very anxiously uh, awaiting me to finish up here. So I think the case is clear that as you resistance train, you're going to improve your overall health mentally, physiologically, psychologically, and just overall. So this is why I'm such an advocate for lifting weights or just doing some form of exercise. And it's not like you have to go out and bench 600 pounds and deadlift 800 and squat 800. You just have to do something, right? That could be body weight squats, push-ups, walking, running, whatever you can do to just improve a little bit. I'm an advocate for that. So um, if there's anything I can help anybody with, seriously, just reach out to me. I'll uh, figure out a program for you. I'll kind of steer you in the right direction. Uh, episode 49 was on protein metabolism and my personal training split just as of right now, and I'm still doing that. So uh, yeah, I, I really hope this podcast was helpful. Uh, as I've said a million times, just feel free to reach out. Episode 22 with Ted Naiman was probably my most popular episode of the podcast that I've done yet. And um, yeah, that has a lot of great information as well. Ted's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to just breaking down insulin resistance and um, how important protein is to overall health. So uh, yeah, I hope you guys found this helpful. Uh, as usual, check out Access Ledge Supplements. Use code Matovic10, M-A-T-O-V-C-I-K-1-0 at checkout to uh, let them know I sent you and get a little bit of a discount. And um, until next time, everybody, uh, just try to do a little bit of walking, try to do some push-ups, pull-ups. If you can, get into the gym and just throw some heavy weights around. And uh, yeah, guys, uh, let's be happy, healthy warriors and uh, take care, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.